Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You cannot lose games in the NFL and still win. Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20, they're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare chested. Somebody stop Look that out, man. Here comes the... Until you play in the NFL, what's longer, a half or five-eighths? Or... But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Long time, no talk. It's your boys behind the wildly popular Honey, I Cover the Spread podcast. I'm your host, C-Mac, joined alongside by Foley. We have the NFL season kicking off tonight. Cowboys, Bucks, and what better way to kick off the NFL season than to have a red-headed Brit soccer-loving fan do the opening concert. Foley, what are they doing with Ed Sheeran? To be honest with you, I think this is the first performance I'll actually be interested in seeing. Um, what was the one last year? The most recent one that comes to my mind for some reason? Do you remember when like Selena Gomez performed out on like, Thanksgiving, was it? No. It was a couple of years ago, and it was horrible. Um, I don't remember who did it last year, but I'll, I'll, I'll tune in. I, I don't – I'm nervous about Ed in the Tampa heat, though. I don't think he's a big hot weather guy. No. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. The jacket they released, uh, I think, is incredibly lame for $250. But um, Is that how much it was? Yeah, $250 on the website. Oh, let me see. Probably, let me check it. It might be sold out. For, for, uh, for people who are listening, the NFL had a merch drop. It was about – three or four items and one of them was one of those varsity jackets and it just had sheeran and like nfl on the back and it just didn't make any sense the first three articles when you search ed sharon jacket nfl is about how it might be the worst collab of all time yeah <laughs> 250 dollars, man holy moly um but hey it's almost like he designed it right and it was like, Ed, what do you want? And he was like, throw my name on like a, the most like boring blue ever. We'll just roll it out. I don't know, man, because he just wears like fucking flannels for the most part. He isn't really, I wouldn't say his mm-hmm. style. So I don't think he had mm-hmm. anything to do with this. I think the NFL is just like, don't worry, this will look good. Well, that's exactly it. He doesn't have style. So that would make sense why he, he, uh, he did that. Right, good point. Good point. His, his closet, like you said, his closet consists of two things. There's two. When you organize your closet, you know, you have dress shirts in one area, you got your nice shirts going out shirts, your, your workout clothes. Ed's got two things. On the left side, he's got his flannels. And on the right side, he has a jersey from every team in every sport from every city. Because if you've ever been, seen him perform live, all he does is wear a jersey from that city. And he does multiple nights. When he was in Boston, I think it was Tatum one night, then he had Brady the next night, and then the following night he had a Marshawn jersey. So that's what his closet consists of. And to be honest with you, it, I don't hate it. It reminds me of myself in college, to be honest. I mean, it reminds me of the room I have right now. I just, <laughs> I have so much wall space. I just started hanging up jerseys. I will say, though, I, I do like the move. However, 
I saw him at MetLife, and he fucking came out in a half Jets, half Giants jersey. And I almost left. I almost left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That just means he didn't have enough nights to wear them all. New York's got too many teams. Uh, I, yeah, you can't. You can't go split jersey. I'm sorry, Ed. He has no idea. I'm sorry, Ed. All right, let's get to the football, man. Enough talking about the mm-hmm. act. What uh? Give us the odds, right? You got them. All right, yeah, we'll, we'll get right into it. We got um, first game of the season. The Bucks are hosting the Cowboys. They are now laying nine points, and the total I'm seeing is at 52, 50, 52 area. Um, what we're doing here this year is um, we have the up to the minute odds. So last year we did like when we put in a bet, we would tweet it out. This year it's everything as of this moment we're recording. It's Thursday, five thirty. So we got the books up here. We're, we're looking at around nine spread and uh, a total of about 52. I'll let you start this one off. Yeah, so I originally will say I like the over a lot. I don't think the Cowboys defense is very good still. I think their offense is still pretty good. I think it might take back just a quarter or two to get back into it. He hasn't been hit since that injury. But I, I saw it was windy there and it was raining earlier. I don't know if it's still going to be that way around kickoff. But that scared me away from the over. I know I'm a little pussy. Oh, I'm the weather guy too. I forgot about that. I got people are the weather guy. That 81 was, uh, and humid, no rain, and what, light wind. Light wind. Okay, so I might, uh, I might take this over. Are we allowed to buy points? Are we doing that? We can do that. Um, because my first play is well. I guess I'll, I'll let you go. So you have anything? You have the teaser, don't you? Um, so I was thinking about the over, I'm not going to touch the spread. I did tease the bucks down to minus one and a half. And then I also have a free play on Chris Godwin first touchdown at plus eight fifty. So those are my plays so far. I may add the over. I still need to figure out this weather as we get closer to game time. Yeah. So, uh, I'll be quick here. I think bucks, like we talked about in the preview, they're, running it back with everyone. Uh, they should have no problem putting a point on the Dallas D, which should, even under the new uh, mastermind, Dan Quinn, it should take some time to get the uh, everything gelling. Um, so I think Bucks score at will. I'm, I'm teasing them down with you, and um, I'll give the second half now. I'm going to tease them with the Rams. Um, we're doing a one through four unit scale. I'm going to put – I'm going to go right off the bat. I'm going four units on it. Um, yeah, I, I love this, and – it's probably not smart to do this week one, but um, I'm doing it. But uh, I'm putting four on that. Uh, I also like the over, and I think that basically is going to come down to can the Cowboys score in the red zone? Um, I think they'll be able to move the ball with Dak back and then a few pieces on the O-line back. However, uh, if they settle for field goals, I think we'll be in trouble with this over. Mike McCarthy – well, we're going to learn a lot about him tonight. I think uh, if he's learned anything from last year, it's that uh, he's got to be on point with this uh, play calling and decision-making. I would say his seat's already a little hot. Um, that might be controversial, but he cannot settle for three here. Uh, if, if he's on fourth and somewhat manageable, if he's settling for field goals, it's going to be a long season for the Cowboys. Um, Tampa Bay is going to go for seven. They're going to put up touchdowns. You cannot settle for three. I know you don't want to get blown out week one, but it, it, we're really going to see is he playing to win or playing to just keep it close. Uh, I think they're going to play to win. I hope they do with Dak back. 
And um, I'm taking the over. I'm seeing at DraftKings, there's a 51 and a half. 51 is a key number. So I'm going to uh, buy the half point there down to 51. And I am going to put, uh, I'm going to put two units on that. Okay. And uh, I do have two player props as well. I am going to go with the, the idea that Tampa scores at will. Dallas is playing from behind. And I'm going to take the Zeke under 58 and a half rushing yards. And I'm also going to be taking the Gallup over 49 and a half receiving yards. Uh, the Zeke went self-explanatory. They're going to be down in the second half abort the run. And I think Gallup, he, he's more of a deep route guy. Um, I think he averaged about 15 yards per catch last year. Uh, being the third option, and, and I do think Dak will be attempting a lot. He'll get plenty of targets. We need three to four catches, I think, to get that. And I think we see that tonight. So I'm taking uh, those two player props. Um, I guess two units will be our like normal bet size. I'll put one unit on player props. I'm sorry. I'm going to do one unit on the player props. And then um, two on the over and four on that teaser. Okay. And uh, we're off to a hot start here. Off to a hot start, hopefully. Uh, okay. And anything else? We'll move on? Yeah, we'll move on there. All right. Next up, we have the Buffalo Bills on Sunday at 1 p.m. hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben's putting the cleats on. He's, he's going to give it one more go. Uh, they're catching six and a half in Buffalo, and the total right now is 48 and a half. I'll start with this one. I have two plays here. I'm taking the under, and I am taking Najee Harris over, let me get the most recent yards. I think it's 53 and a half. And my thought here is I think the Pittsburgh D is probably the best in the league. They did lose a couple uh, DBs, but I do think we're going to see a little bit of regression from Josh Allen, especially early on. Um, one interesting note about Buffalo running it back was that uh, they clearly weren't good enough last year, and now teams will have – they know what they're going to try to do after seeing them play for 18, 19 games last year, including playoffs. Uh, I never really thought about it that way. So I think uh, Pittsburgh will have all the tape they need, they're going to come out, uh, make it somewhat tough on Allen. And then on the other end, I'm, I'm selling on Big Ben. I don't think uh, that offense is going to do much. So um, I'm going to take the under, and I'm seeing 48 and a half right now. And then um, with the Najee Harris, it's simply, uh, like we talked about in the preview, they um, don't believe in trying to stop the run. As weird as that is, I think uh, 53 is too low of a number. Um, I think they're going to try to use their new toy. They're trying to use new toy, and I'm going to take that over. Uh, we are on opposite sides here. I'm on the over. Okay. Let's hear it. I don't, I put it in a little while ago and I, I don't particularly like it right now, but I'm going to stick with it. My thought process was the Bills can score points, obviously. They don't really want to run the ball, which is good for clock management for the most part. I think they can neutralize the Steelers' pass rush with just those quick passes that they tend to do. They have all those underneath guys, Beasley, Sanders, Singletary out of the backfield, uh, Dawson Knox, and then obviously Diggs is, is a stud. So I think they can kind of neutralize that to a certain extent. Passing the ball, obviously, incompletion, stop the clock. I think that that will kind of work in my favor here. And I'm still not sold on the Bills' defense. People have been saying that Big Ben's been looking good in practice, losing all the weight. I think Najee Harris – Definitely helps. I, I do think they will lean on him in the beginning just because I think he is so much of a stud. And I, I think the Steelers can put up enough points here 
along with the Bills to get that over. Uh, I will say it should be – so this is going to be the first packed house in Buffalo for for since, what, two years ago? I mean, that place is going to be rocking. So should be a good – I think it should be a good game. I think the Bills get it done, but I'm, I'm staying away from spread, putting a unit on the over. So with the one through four scale, so one is your, your least – you're not, you don't love it. You just kind of like it. We'll do that. So two units will be a normal play. Three is you really like it. Four is you love it. And one is like, okay, I'll, I'll get it across the board. Yes. Okay. All righty. Moving on. We have the New York Jets and Zach Wilson facing their old friend, Sam Darnold in Carolina. Uh, the Panthers are laying four right now. Um, you can get four and a half if you want to take the Jets and a total of 44. I will let you start with this one. So I have, yeah, so I have one play here. It is the over again. So I'm starting off with two overs. Here we go. Two units on that over. At, was it 44? 44. 44. Um, what this comes down to is I think the Jets secondary is god awful, specifically the corners, just because I think they have three rookie corners. It's going to be interesting to see Darnold with I, – I mean, Darnold's got weapons, right? He's got Robbie, uh, DJ Moore, McCaffrey, Terrace Marshall. I think they're just going to kind of pick them apart. But at the end of the day, it is Sam Darnold, and he is going to throw at least – let's say at least one interception, maybe a pick six there. I think the Jets' offense will be able to move the ball uh, pretty well against this Carolina defense. I don't think they're they're too good, and I think – just because there's not a ton of tape on on this Jets offense, I think it's going to be a little hard to stop. So I think I think both teams are going to, be able to move the ball. I think it's going to come down to executing in the red zone, which let's hope they do. But I'm taking the over here, putting two units on it. I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, no plays for me. Um, I know you got a better number on the total. I did like the over at 43. Uh, where I think that's where you got it. Uh, yep. I like the under when it got up to 45. Uh, but at 44, I think it's a pass for me. Um, the Jets team total, they haven't really seen totals yet, but that's something I would keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's tough. It's a tough game. You don't know what to expect from Darnold. Uh, you don't, we don't know how good he is, how bad he is. Uh, Zach Wilson, the same exact thing. We don't know what Sal is going to want to do. Uh, and like any total pretty much with the, the over is um, – you know, can these teams punch it in the red zone? You know, um, I would expect the balls moved a lot. There's no reason you would think the defenses can uh, shut the other offense down. Uh, can Darnold put up touchdowns? We don't, we have no idea. He has the weapons. Um, so we'll see. I, I, I lean over with you and I would lean uh, maybe even Jets team total, uh, especially because Carolina will have no, with that young defense, will have no idea what they're even trying to do with Wilson. Um, so I'll keep an eye on that. Might add that on Sunday if I'm feeling it, but um, nothing from me. And as far as weather with that one, um, for your total, just because you took the over, uh, we are looking at uh, perfect over weather, 81 and sunny, no, no uh, wind. And for that Pittsburgh total, we're looking at actually 15 mile per hour wind uh, projected for Sunday, which I didn't even know that before I took the under. So that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I didn't know that either. <laughs> Um, but we'll keep moving on here. Uh, on to another fucking hurricane coming. Was it? Why, why is that <laughs> yeah. so fucking hard? Yeah, I had no idea. That was shocking. Uh, next, we got the Houston Texans hosting uh, Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. 
Right now, the Jags are laying three on the road. That's across the board. And then also we have a total of 45 and a half across the board. I'll start here. Eileen, just a lean, um, the under and Houston. Uh, I just, I think it's more so I don't think Jacksonville deserves to be laying three points on the road quite yet. However, um, sorry, my dog is fucking going nuts. Uh, not the dachshund. <laughs> um, <laughs> you got it. You got covered in a Sean Lee jersey. Yeah. Um, but basically, I think uh, Jacksonville doesn't deserve to lay three on the road yet. Uh, however, man, I'm not back in this Houston team. I'd be crazy too. Uh, that's why I lean under. However, once again, with bad teams like this, it could get sloppy. Uh, Jacksonville might come out shooting on offense. We don't know what they're going to try to do with Lawrence and Co. They have weapons. So I, I lean Houston in the under, but man, I, I'm not rushing to get involved with that. Yeah, I, I agree with your leans. I don't have a play in this yet. I don't know if I'll touch it as an ugly game to start off, but mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree with, with what you just said. I don't think – I mean, Jacksonville is – they're on a 15-game losing streak. I mean, to be favored yeah. by three on the road to a division rival is mm-hmm. – it seems like they're getting a little bit of respect here. Mm-hmm. Now that division rival is the Texans, so I'm not taking them either. I, I would lean the under. I don't think I'm going to take it just because – I would think that these two teams would probably try to establish the run early on. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I can't really see them moving – I mean – I got nothing on this game. I don't even really want to talk about it. So <laughs> no, no place for me. <laughs> can, we just, can we just move on, man? Just- <laughs> um, I, you do make a good point. The The week one division games are always crazy. Um, we saw it last year with the Jags and uh, the Colts when they upset them. They're only one of the year. I do think when you have the whole offseason off to prepare for a team that you know so well, uh, you know, but with these two teams, even more so, I mean, it's two completely new teams. So, you know, mm-hmm. I would say advantage Jags because they have more uncertainty compared to the Texans and Tyrod. You know, they're not trying to throw the ball. Um, so, yeah, you know, once again, the under, maybe maybe it's a look. Uh, but like I said, I'm not trying to get involved with this. Um, lean under, lean Houston. But on to the next one, we got the Titans hosting the Cardinals. The Titans are laying three across the board, and the total right now is anywhere from 52 to 52 and a half. I will start with this one by saying I have no plays. Um, let's see what this Titans offense can do. They have everything they need to, to move the ball and put up points. Uh, no Arthur Smith, though. So we'll see what kind of uh, how this offense keeps moving with Tannehill more specifically. And then ultimately on the um, Arizona side of the ball, I mean – Kings, it's put up a shut up time for Kingsbury. He should be able to put up points once again on this team. Uh, and the one thing that makes me kind of lean Arizona is, you know, that defense. I am a fan of that defense, especially with Watt now added to it. Uh, they were solid last year. And if, you know, if there is any sort of regression with a Tennessee offense, man, you would think Arizona's the, the side here. But um, just not ready to put any money on it. I would lean Arizona. Yeah. So I, I, I took the over here, I took over 52. Okay. My, I think, yeah, I think Arizona's defense got got better. I, I just don't think they're good still. Uh, I think Kyler's healthy again. I mean, he looked like, I mean, the, the first six weeks of, of the year last year, he looked pretty good. They were moving the ball fine. They had a little problems in the red zone. So, you know, never good for taking it over. But 
with AJ Green, man, anything's possible. Still don't know why they signed him. <laughs> now you may well, be if, asking if, if that Tennessee offense doesn't skip a beat. Yeah, this this is gonna go yeah. way over. Yeah, I mean, and just Tennessee's defense looks like it's gonna be awful again. Now you may be asking why would I take the over on two teams that probably just want to run the ball? I don't know. I just don't think they'll be able to stop it too well. And got a couple home run hitters, maybe a couple quick scores. I am worried, no Arthur Smith, but let's, I mean, they pretty much have the same group and they just added Julio. So I think they'll be able to figure it out for the most part, especially against Cliff Kingsbury. I will say I am leaning taking Arizona outright. I don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger yet. Mm. Uh, Kingsbury and Kyler Murray are seven, three, and two against the spread on the road, weirdly enough, together. But it was a, it was a, it was a stat that, it's so weird that it might just work. Uh, I know it's against the spread, but I mean, three is, you know, pretty much, I would just probably take money line at that point. But I, I lean Arizona, especially with the uh, new coach, I'm not, not new coach, uh, no Arthur Smith. And I think it, this should be a pretty exciting game. We'll see. I hope it's high scoring. Uh, but I am taking, I'll put two units on over 52. All righty. Next up, we have Washington laying currently laying one, uh, and they're hosting the Chargers with a total of 44 and a half. Um, I'll start here. I'm taking Washington. And the reason behind that is I think no matter how good you of a quarterback you are, I think there always is that second year regression, typically, um, after playing a full year. This Washington defense, I would have maybe number two in the league. Um, so, you know, it's going to be a tough, tough spot for Herbert on the road. Uh, new system, new offense that uh, he's going to be trying to learn. And um, with Fitzpatrick under center, I think uh, is a really good spot to take the home team, uh, who I think should be about minus three. So I'm going to take them minus one. Yeah, no, I'll lean, like... lean over as well, just because um, I think there will be some turnovers on the Chargers side of the ball. And um, like I said, I think Fitzpatrick under center will put up points for the, the yeah. Team. I'm with – I don't have a play, but I'm with you on those leans. I, I would lean mm-hmm. Washington and the over. I think the over kind of speaks for itself. I know Washington's defense is good, but, I mean, Herbert is Herbert. I think he'll still find a way to put up points, and I think, you know, Fitz is going to take chances. Whether those chances result points for him and points for the other team, I think it'll be points either way, and that total just seems so low to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I think with, with Washington, I'm, I'm very surprised that they are not favorites here at home against a Chargers team that they're seven and nine last year. I mean, with that defense coming across country, I know across country probably doesn't matter too much week one, but still you made a good point. I think the second year, there's so much tape on these quarterbacks now. I know it's kind of a new system, but there's still so much tape. These guys have been prepared for this game for months now. I think they'll have something for Herbert and Mm -hmm. that front four can get after it. They don't really need to bring extra guys to get pressure on Herbert. So I would lean Washington and, and definitely lean over here. Yeah. And, and we talked about it in the preview, how Herbert was fantastic under pressure, right? He ranked like second or something in the league in EPA, but when he has time, he was 26. I think that means to be, you know, he's, he's not clicking on all cylinders. Um, so I do think he, he there's still a learning curve. He's going to go through. Uh, I'm going to put three units on this. Yeah. And you, you would think too, with, with most of, 
most of the pressure looks right. You would think most teams have to send a couple extra guys to get pressure. So I, I don't think Washington has to do that. So mm-hmm. they'll still have guys back there. I mean, I, I could be wrong on that stat, but that's my thought process. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Next up, we have the Falcons hosting the Eagles. Uh, the Falcons are currently laying three to three and a half and a total of 48 to 48 and a half. Um, we started the last one, wasn't me? Yeah, I'll, I'll take this one. Uh, I think, I think this is this should. I think this is such a close game. I I, I haven't been able to pick a side. Uh, I leave Philly just because I think these these two teams are pretty evenly matched, and 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 uh, I would just take Philly with the points. I haven't taken them yet. I, I also think the over is probably a decent look. Um, I just don't know if you trust Jalen Hurts in that offense to to score points. And Arthur Smith is on the Falcons now. He, he likes to lean on the run, so that's what's making me scared about that as well. I, I, I just think it's two pretty evenly matched teams, kind of both in that 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 middle class of the NFL. I don't really know how this is going to work uh, right away. So, I mean, I would lean Philly just because they're getting points, but I got nothing on this game. Yeah, see, I would I would be in Philly as well. Um, Atlanta has some interior O line issues. I saw, um, and that that the one thing the Phillies D can do is get after the quarterback. So if the interior O line is is hurting, and you know their edge rushers can already get after you, uh, Ryan should be under pressure big time. Um, Atlanta D is nothing to write home about. So if you're gonna give three and a half to the Eagles, I think I would lean that way. However, I um. I'm not there yet. I, I'm not sold on this Eagles team with what they're doing. Uh, they're kind of caught in between. We don't know what the offense will look like under the new uh, head coach. So I would lean Eagles. I'm, I'm going to be watching that one, though. It should be a fun one. Uh, yeah, know, I, if, if I, I, I if, should. I should. Let me butt in here for a second. I should say that I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like a Sunday rolls around, 12 o'clock rolls around, and I'm taking the Falcons every fucking <laughs> week. So. So, you know, I'll probably wind up taking them, try to fade myself. But for right now, I'm, I'm trying to stay away from the Falcons. I know we got a new coach, no more DQ there, but uh, I, I think I have to break up with the Falcons. Right, right. Um, lean Philly, and like you said, I'm the other way where I could see myself before game time saying screw it and throwing a little bit, maybe a unit on the, uh, the Eagles. Uh, big Jalen Hurts guy, but um, you know what? I- I'm going to stay away from it. Next up, we got the Colts hosting the Seahawks. And um, this is an interesting one. They are currently catching two and a half to three, depending on where you find it, and a total of anything from 49 and a half to 51. Well, I'm sorry, 48 and a half to 51. Um, I'll start here. I, I have nothing on it. I think I would lean Colts. Um, the... I, Basically, you should give one and a half points per home field. So neutral site would say it's saying that the Seahawks would be about a one point favorite. But this is saying that if this was home, if they were home, it would be a pretty favorable team here. And I I don't think Seattle is that much better than Indy to be laying in Indy three. Um, however, with their injury issues, I hate Carson Wentz. I'm not I'm definitely not betting them. But I do, I do think this is an interesting game. The public's heavily on Seattle uh, because I think when anytime you see less than a field goal, you just thinking, all right, you have to win. Um, I bet you this is one of those games where Seattle wins by like two. 
you know yeah. what I mean? Where they, yeah. they, they get the win, and um, but it doesn't cover, or they win by exactly three. Now that's up to three. Uh, nothing for me. Total, I have no idea how you possibly pick a side here. I would, I would think under. Uh, with some of these totals up to 51, I would think under, um, but I'm just not getting involved. Uh, if, if Seattle comes out and lets, lets Russ cook, and um, they should win easily with uh, the, the injuries on the cold side, you know, if Wentz and, and that O-line are healthier than it seems, I'm not sure what the injury report's currently saying. And uh, Seattle tries to just do this run on first and second down, you know, Colts could easily win this at home. So I, I'm going to stay away from this. Yeah. So I, I did take the under, I, I got under 50. So you got, you can, I'm going to give you 51 here. Okay. Because uh, Pinnacle is currently holding 51. Yeah. I was hoping it went up to 51, but I don't, I don't think it was. So I just got it in. Our book might not have it, but Pinnacle got it, which is all that matters on this pod. I think, I think they're just going to try to run the ball, especially away from uh, Seattle. That is, especially away from home right now. I think they're going to try to establish the run first and second down, baby. Set up that third and five, third and six. Carson Wentz hasn't he didn't play all preseason. They have Jonathan Taylor back there. They're going to try to run the ball. I can just see these two teams running the ball. Uh, I think it goes under. I'm hoping they don't let Russ cook. Another stat here, just for if you were leaning Seattle, Seahawks blitzed 35% of the time last year. Carson Wentz ranked 25th against the blitz of the last two seasons in EPA. Mm-hmm. So if you are looking for some sort of edge, maybe maybe just looking at that. But I'm sticking with the under. I think these. I think the defenses are kind of bend don't break. I'm hoping. And I, I think they're going to run the ball. I think it's going to be a lot of chewing up clock and uh, trying not to make that mistake. Yeah, this this total seems weird to me. I, 51 seems way too high. That's um, that, that's exactly what I thought. That's why I took it. It, it just seemed yeah. way too high passing the eye test there. Um, one thing I will say is that Seattle D is no good. Uh, shouldn't be very good. So maybe that's where this is coming from. Um you know, maybe maybe take, I might take a peek, uh, peek at the Pittman props because I am I am a big fan of Pittman, especially with Ty Hilton out. Depending on where they drop that number, that might be an ad for me. Um, and then finally, I just want to say that Carson Wentz was 25th under pressure. You said or something. I'm pretty sure he was like 32nd, not under pressure. So <laughs> he's uh, one of those. Oh, quarterbacks. So, he, so he's good against the blitz. <laughs> yeah, he's one of those quarterbacks where it doesn't really matter what you're throwing at him. Uh, the last couple of years, he has not been very good. Uh, how many units put on that one? Uh, two. Okay. All righty. Next up, we have the Cincy Bengals hosting the Minnesota Vikings. Right now, the Bengals are catching three at home with a total of 47 to 47, 47 and a half. Um, did I start the last one? I don't remember. I don't even think I gave a take on the last one. Um, no, you you kind of went right through. No, you, you, you gave a take. Okay, you go first here. You gave me a take. Can I just say, I feel like we're doing a great job actually just getting in and out of it. I know, right I know. Here. This is this is the most enjoyable I've had so far doing one. I know we started with five <laughs> minutes of Ed Sheeran, but here we go. All right, we're back <laughs> to business. Um, I, I lean Minnesota here. I don't have an actual play. I, I See, to me, Minnesota should have no problem covering the points here. Burrow mm-hmm. hasn't played all preseason, right? Jamar Chase can't see the fucking ball because he doesn't have the stripe, the white stripes on it. I mean, I can't really see the Vikings having too much trouble with Cincy here, but I'm staying away because that line just feels a little weird to me. 
and maybe Burrow actually. Again, I can't see them protecting Burrow well enough against this this Minnesota front four either. I I just feel like Minnesota matches up so well against the Bengals, and it should be pretty easy for them. I just I don't know. I think I'm getting scared off by the, by the line right here. So do a little uh, exercise here. Like we talked about, so if, if you have two equal teams playing each other on neutral field and say to pick them, the home team, what are we giving home field? Two points? Like, you know what I mean? It all depends on how you value home field. So uh, neutral field. Two, three, right? Two, I would say two. two um, okay. So neutral team is home. Whoever's home is going to be minus two. And then if it goes the other way, it's a four-point swing. So if you're adding four, three to four points on a, on a swing, that's saying that this with this spread, Minnesota at home would be close to a touchdown dog, uh, touchdown favorite, um, which they shouldn't be a touchdown favorite, I don't think, against anyone. So I think the line is on at, at that three. You don't, think they, you don't think they should be a touchdown favorite against the Bengals at home? Minnesota? No. I don't think Minnesota's done anything to, to earn that type of respect. Which is why I am I am I'm buying it. I think um, I'm taking them. I'm taking them by history. I think um, when there's where there's smoke, there's fire. You, you rarely hear negative things at a training camp. It's always positive. Everyone looks great. This and that. Um, I think Chase is having issues right now. Burrow's not feeling 100. Uh, percent The coaching mis- mismatch here is crazy between Zimmer and uh, Taylor uh, to lay a field goal. I'm taking the three. I'm putting four units on it. Okay. Um, I'm very confident in this. They, sh- they should move the ball at will. They're getting all their pieces back on D. Um, the young guys who had to play last year should be more experienced and ready to go. I, I, I'm going to buy it here. I'm taking the minus three. And um, Joe Burrow, I think, took one snap. In the yeah, he, yeah. There's no way so, he's 100%. And he, he's going to be skittish out there. Yeah, one snap. Um, I was, I was debating between first half and in full game because you would think they'd be more rusty in the first half. But you know what? I'm just going to trust trust the process here, taking mini minus three, and, and I'm putting four units on it. I like it. I like it. Yeah, and I would I would lean as far as the total. I think I would lean to the um, – probably the over. Uh, is that what you said too? I didn't lean anything. Uh, okay. I, I don't really know what this one. Yeah, it's a tough one. But I, I would lean over, I think. But uh, not definitely not – Inclined even to with at all. fucking ask her cousins, yeah, probably a COVID after we stop recording. Considering Gus <laughs> Edwards tore his ACL 24 hours after I drafted him, um, yeah, Marcus possible. Peters did too. Did you see that? Yeah, back to back plays. Uh, they must be pra- what are they practicing on? Ice, uh-uh. yeah, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm keeping it simple here coaching mismatch, roster talent mismatch, and you got a young quarterback who. Played ten games last year and hasn't taken a snap in almost a year. I'm gonna and is up for comeback player of the year. You know, he only missed five games. Right. I, I I'm hoping this is one that just seems too easy and it, it, it's that simple. That's um, what's scaring me. So I, I hope you hit it for for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. We got Detroit hosting San Fran. Detroit is catching seven and a half. Um, I don't know. Has this game been pulled off the board considering DeAndre Swift being inspected? Uh, Bro, he's fine. There's nothing. He's fine. Okay. Um, they're catching he, seven and a half at home. Total of 45. So so what I saw was there was somebody tried to rob a house in Philly. And I guess Swift lives in Philly. So he's from there. Mm-hmm. And there was like two witnesses that like knew the guy that was like trying to rob, I guess, allegedly 
DeAndre Swift, and they said that he killed the the robber. And then like he like shot him, the guy went down, and then he came back and shot him again to kill him. But but the police got that tip like two to three months ago, investigated it, and he's not even a suspect, so he's fine. Okay. All right. Well, I don't have anything here. I was going to tease this, and I did tease this with um, Washington, but Washington now being minus one, they're out of that teaser zone for me. Um, looking quickly across the board, I might, you know what? I might tease this with, uh, oh God, how square would it be to tease this with the Rams again? I'm just taking all the, the <laughs> touchdown favorites. I tease this um, as well. Yeah, I'm going to, I'll tease it with, bah, 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 bah. I don't want to do the Rams again. You, what's your teaser? You go first. Uh, I took, I actually took two teasers. Uh, the one with the Niners in it is oh, Niners are in both of them. God bless. I took Niners pick um, Bucks minus one and a half, Seahawks plus four and a half. All right, let me write that down. Hold on. That was more than I thought. So say it again. Uh, Bucks San minus Fran. one and a half, San Fran pick them, Seahawks plus four and a half. I, I don't even remember putting that one in. God bless. Yeah, plus four and a half. Um, am I even going to look to see whatever? I'm not. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say the other one because I don't. I don't really like putting teasers on here. I'm going to tease just with um, the Rams again. Uh, I can't. We'll we'll talk about them shortly. But I mean, Andy Dalton going into LA. Um, I'm okay with doing, <laughs> doubling up on that. Yep. I'm only going to put two on that two units. But um, yeah. As far as a breakdown of this, I mean, you know. San Fran should roll. Detroit has a horrible, miserable roster. Jared Goff uh, against the healthy San Fran D, which I believe they're all healthy now, right? Are they all yes. playing? Yep. Yeah. So, so I mean, you know, it should be a pretty easy one. Not, not don't like laying those type of points on the road, though. So I'm not getting involved with that. Um, Detroit should play hard. You know that those week ones, you know, they're always crazy that you're playing for a lot. Um, so I would lean Detroit with the points, honestly, but I'm going to just take San Fran down and tease them with the Rams. Yeah, I would lean Detroit with the points as well, actually, even though I'm, I'm very high on the Niners this year. I think mm-hmm. first home game, I don't, I don't think any team has COVID restrictions this year, right? Um, I honestly couldn't even tell you. I just don't know if you have an outbreak and can't feel the team, you're, it's a forfeit. Yeah, I think stadiums are fine, so. I think I think some of these home teams having that first this first regular season game. I mean, it should be a packed house, right? Energy is going to be up. New head coach who's just eating everybody's fucking kneecaps. They're pretty good in the trenches, Detroit, as we said um, earlier this week on both sides of the ball. So I could I would lean under and I would lean Detroit with the points, but I'm just going to tease down the Niners instead. Yeah, I mean, if McVay, we'll, hey, I mean, we'll see how smart McVay is, right? We're going to get a, a quick look into uh, how good Jared Goff is because if he comes out and, and looks uh, solid, then we have to start questioning how, just how um how he handled genius, him. Yeah, yeah, how much of a genius that guy is. But I think the genius tag gets thrown around uh, very easily. I mean, with, uh, even if guys now spin zone here, even if Goff does well, is he? Let's say Stafford does well even better is he a genius for making golf look so bad that the gm is forced to trade for stafford 
No, because Stafford <laughs> initiated that trade. <laughs> um, like, there could be something to be said about. It. I think McVay just tried to really like avoid Goff's uh, weaknesses. You know, we, we talked about with Lamar. Uh, if you want to win, you need your quarterback to develop in the areas he he isn't good at. And the only way to get better is to you know kind of force him into those uncomfortable situations, which I'm hoping the Ravens do with Lamar this year. You know, I don't think McVay ever allowed Goff to really work on his weaknesses. It was always um, trying to just avoid them, which I get it. That we say, we always say like, you know, adapt your scheme to the guys you got. But you you know, for the quarterback, it's a little bit different. I do think eventually you got to have them you know, making those uncomfortable throws because that's only way you can get better at him. So, you know, if, if he goes in and Anthony Lynn over in Detroit is like, hey, man, like, we're just going to rip it and, you know, rip it and rip it. And uh, who knows? We'll see. We'll see. But um, just teasing the Niners for now. Uh, yep. If Lynn, Lynn could scheme something up, though, week one, who knows? I, like I said, I do think he's one of the better uh, coaches when it comes to scheming throughout the week. It's just once the game starts where he uh, tends to uh, fall apart, if you will. And who knows, maybe if he, I don't know if he's a booth guy. We talked about how the coordinators up in the booth uh, tend to do better because they get to see the whole field. Uh, so we'll see. Sal we'll is making Lafleur coach on the sidelines. You see that? No, I did not. He's making him? Well, he did in the preseason. I guess we'll see if it, because Lafleur is even like, I, I like to be in the booth. I can see everything better. And he's like, come down here and talk to Wilson. <laughs> really? No, I don't like that. That's what he was doing in the preseason. I guess we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens in the regular. No, we saw straight up how how much that impacts everything. I don't like that at all. He's, a, he's just a coordinator. Keep him up in the booth. And also, coordinators in the booth. Uh, you know, you saw it with Dable, where people are a little bit hesitant to hire them because of that. So uh, maybe keep Lafleur longer if he's good up in the booth. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Just toss him up there. If there was one big upset this week, I would think it's this one here with Detroit. Would you agree? No. Who, who, if there was one upset this week, who do you think it would be? Like a like a bigger one? Just like yeah, like uh, not saying like not like we did last year. We had to put our, our money on one. It's kind of just like if if there was one to a survivor pool buster week one, who would it be? I would I would say Detroit. A sur- uh, I was gonna say Cleveland, but I don't think that'd be a survivor pool uh, buster. No. Um. I yeah. Then I would. No Salah, new DC. A lot of pieces come back from injury. On the road. I don't know. You know Detroit. I, I don't think it's Detroit though. I, 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 yeah, we'll see. I, I would say um, I would say the Bears. That's who I would say. Okay. If Fields get put puts in at halftime or something. If he gets put in, and I and we'll we'll get to the game. Yeah. All right, moving on to the four o'clock slate. We have Cleveland in Kansas City. We have a, a spread of five and a half to six currently with a total of 54 and a half. I will start with this one. Um, so I like this over. I hit this over earlier in the week, but um, I hit it at 53 and a half. Uh, 54 and a half, that is a little bit of a key, technically kind of a key number. Um, but, 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 and I, I, I like Cleveland here. Um, the two oh, we'll talk through this here. The, the two things that I'm, I'm between for the Cleveland side is full game plus six and a half, or um, I would buy that half point from six, or first half, which is at plus four. Um, do you have any thought? What do you have? What are your thoughts on this game? I like the Browns with the points. I, I think I might even like them to win. I mean, AFC was it the AFC Championship last year? The divisional. 
I mean, they were, they, they probably should have won, honestly. I mean, they could, Chad Henne came in and, and let him on a touchdown drive, right? Or a couple drives. Mm-hmm. I, and I think they're, I mean, I, I think Garrett's going to do real well against that, that newly formed offensive line. I think Mahomes is going to kind of be running for his life. And the run game, I mean, I think we've seen, I mean, in the Niners against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, I mean, if you have a run game, you can, can kind of keep Mahomes off the field like that. I mean, I think, I, I, I think Kansas City should be on upset alert here. Okay. I'm going to take uh, Cleveland as well, plus plus this. Six. I'm going to buy the – actually, I'm not going to buy I'm going to take a plus six. Um, and I'm also going to take the over, over 54 and a half. I'm going to rip both of them. Um, logic here is, is I think uh, Kansas City's O-line, a few guys coming back from injury, uh, don't like what how they let Watkins just walk and didn't bring anyone else in. We haven't seen enough from Hardman to think he can step in. And, um, you know, that, that Cleveland offense was clicking near the end of the year there. Um, once Odell went out, they get Odell back, who now provides them a home run threat, which they have not had. Um, and we talked about it in the preview. I think that this idea that he doesn't fit in is, is a little bit overblown because the whole offense just wasn't working, especially with those those horrible weather games. I think uh, it took a, a while for Stefanski to implement the offense with no uh, preseason, offseason, all that crap. Um, so I think uh, they're going to throw to win, and they have one of the better run games in the league, if not the best. But they throw to win. They throw in early downs to get that lead and then use the run to put you to sleep. So I think they come out throwing. I think Kansas City, all they do is come out throwing. I think, um, you know, I see points in this one. I'm, I'm going to take the over. This seems like one of those high-scoring primetime games. So I'm taking the over, and I'm taking Cleveland. I'm going to put two units on each. I like it. I like it. And I, I, guess I, I, didn't say much, yeah, I guess I didn't say much about the Cleveland side, but um, – Simply, I think, uh, like you said, they throw to win. I like I like Stefanski a lot. Uh, catching six points in a game where you know Kansas City's still kind of getting back to 100%. I think uh, they could he could tie that number here. Although you know Andy Reid, when he has time to game plan, is pretty much unstoppable. So that's yeah. what we'll probably be talking about once we uh, once we get there. Uh, how many units for you on the Cleveland? Uh, just give me one there. Okay. I'll do two for each. I'm gonna be. Whew, two gonna be you know, you know, give me give me, me two. Give me two. I'll take okay. two there. Like I said, two is kind of what I'm going to do for normal, but yeah. Um, alrighty. We'll say I hope I hope I don't look stupid on that pick because I'm wondering if I should put one unit on them, but whatever. I'm gonna put one unit. I'm gonna put one unit on because I don't like the fact that we didn't get that six and a half. All right. Um, all right. Next up, we have New England hosting Miami. Uh, New England is currently laying three and. One book's showing a four. What book is that? Pinnacle has a four. Uh, that's a little crazy to me. But a total of 43 and a half and also a 44 and a half out there. I will start with this one. Uh, Mac Jones, obviously playing for New England. Um, New England should have an advantage on in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Uh, I would say I Tua, we don't know. You know, young quarterbacks against Belichick typically struggle. So everything here is saying New England for me. However, just not knowing what Mac is going to bring in a game that actually matters, I, I'm a little bit hesitant to get on board just yet. Um, but I would a strong, strong, strongly into New England as you can without actually putting anything down. Yeah, I think this is pretty much a toss-up. Uh, I would lean under. I just the, the number seems so low and makes me just 
just a little nervous. Um, I would I would lean New England. I'm not going to take them. Um, I think, as we just said with Andy Reid, I think Belichick's had, you know, a while to game plan for Tua, and I do think he enjoys beating his former for his former coaches as well. Um, so I, I I think that'll be a little bit of motivation there, and I, and I do think that the Patriots are just a little bit better from a talent perspective right now. Um, as I, I think Mac Jones is is better than Tua, so. I would lean New England. I would lean the under because I think both teams are going to try to just run the ball. And, and I don't think they're – both these offenses are not quick hitters, home runs. These are grinded out, try to put a drive together and, and try to scratch one across. So I would lean under. I would lean Patriots, but I'm, I'm staying away from this one. Yeah, new, new offense with New England with Mac Jones under the center. It's going to be completely different from last year. Uh, they might throw it around a little bit more with those weapons. And then also, I think Miami and, and Torres are going to pull out all the stops. I think they're going to, you know, trick plays, all that jazz. Um, but definitely getting the ball out quick with Tua. Uh, so we could see it getting over that low total for sure. But um, so nothing for us? No. Okay. Um, how many units on that teaser, by the way? I didn't put it down two that you put yeah. in earlier. Um, give me three. Three. Okay. All righty. Next up. We have the Giants hosting Denver. Uh, they are catching three at home, the Giants are, and a total of 42. Pat Shermer, a revenge game. Mm. Mm. Um, I don't I, – I, I lead Denver here. I do. Uh, the Bradley Chubb news is kind of scary. I, mean, I forgot what even happened with that, but I, I think he's out. And then also I believe Von Miller and Cortland Sutton are on pitch counts, which also scares me, so I will not be – taking anything in this game a weird weird stat here is teddy bridgewater is 21 and 3 on the road against the spread as a starting quarterback hmm. that was what made me originally look into it but i'm not going to take anything because of those pitch count things and i would also i mean i, I like this under a lot i don't think these two teams can really score on each other but the number's so low and I already, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm yeah, going to stay I, away I'm from the, it. I, I'm I, on the under. Yeah, okay. I'm on the under. Um, one unit, and that's simply just, like you said, I, I don't – this Giants defense, it, it, it is legit. It looked good last year. Uh, DPOA, what were they last year? Let me check real quick. Uh, they I, just were, can't, I can't see this over hitting without a, a defensive score, which could happen. Right. With, um, with, with these quarterbacks, but, uh, yeah. but what's up with Chubb though? I, I, I miss the Chubb news. Uh, he, hold on. Talk about, talk about your process and I'll find it for you. No, us. he returned, he returned to practice. Today. Oh, he so, did. Okay. He, he, yeah. He should be playing. So, um, yeah, I mean, like you said, horrible O-line of the giants that should not be any better as of right now, going into week one, they should get tons of pressure on dimes to your point. Um, he's a turnover machine with the fumbles, especially. So that could lead to it going over, but um, I can't rely on that for yeah. a total. Um, he's got, he's got some weapons. So really it's going to come down to, hopefully he can just move the ball enough to then, you know, you don't want three and outs. That's not good for him no. there. Uh, so hopefully they move the ball a little bit. And on the other side, Teddy Bridgewater is not, he's not throwing the ball down the field. They're going to slowly move their way uh, methodically with uh, Javante Williams and Teddy Bridgewater. So I just like, I think this is going to be a, like a 20 to 10 game. I think it's going to be a very low scoring. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not seeing, uh, you know, any, any crazy things going on here. Uh, 
13 mile per hour winds, nothing too crazy, but it's up there, 85 degree heat. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna take the under there for a unit. Okay. Next up we have, and I was, oh, and I would lean, I like Denver, I took Denver at uh, minus one a while ago, but with the number it's at currently at three, I think it's too much to uh, take a team like that on the road. But um, that D-line should feast. That's all I'll say about that. All right, next up, we got Chicago at LA. We talked about how we had them in the teaser. LA's lane seven and a half across the board with a total of 47. Um, this total did opened you, at 45. Did you miss uh, Green Bay and New Orleans? No, I have, for some reason, on the, the rotation that's listed after. You're right, yeah. though. Well, I guess, we'll, we'll, since I said it, we'll, we'll start with this one. I don't know why they sure. did that. Um, basically, uh, total opened at 45. Everyone saw Jalen, um, I'm sorry, Justin Fields go crazy in, in a preseason game. Total is shot up with the idea that, oh man, uh, this guy might be put in at halftime. <laughs> he might be put in at halftime. And what does that mean for the total? You have a rookie quarterback who can scramble. He can throw the ball down the field. And also he could be turnover prone. So that's why that total's uh, clicking up. I'm going to grab that under 47. Um, and I'm going to put a unit on it. Nothing crazy. But I think, um, you know, these defenses speak for themselves and uh even if field is put in which you know i have a hard time seeing them doing that in the first game at half if he's that close to starting uh i think it would have already been made uh andy dalton i mean come on on the road going into against this uh defense and i i spoke a lot about andy dalton in the preview um teasing the rams with tampa bay earlier like i said and then i'm taking the under 47 here yeah, I'm joining you with the under there. I think Stafford hasn't played preseason game yet. I don't think the starters have it all. So th- I would assume a little bit of rust there. Chicago Bears defense is nothing to sniff at. I think they'll have a little bit of problems uh, moving the ball there, scoring points. On the other end of it, you have Chicago's just absolutely Swiss cheese offensive line against one of the better fronts and better players in the league in Aaron, Aaron Donald and the Rams front. And then you have Andy Dalton, who is an immobile quarterback behind that line. So I don't see them doing very well. And I, I, I think it's going to be, you know, I'm hoping it's going to be an under. I can't really see the Bears scoring that much. So I, I like the under here. Okay. All right. And going backwards now to the 425 game, I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah. How many units? Just one. Okay. All right, and now backtracking to the last 425 game, we got Green Bay at New Orleans. This game is being played in Jacksonville. New Orleans is technically the home team. Uh, they are catching four, three and a half to four, total of 50. Um, I have not much to say about this game. Pretty much, I, I don't like Winston, but you know that that coaching staff should have them ready to play Green Bay. Um, I don't like what I see from Green Bay's defense uh, the last year, and uh, I'm not a big fan of really uh, with, with what's going on with that franchise with Rodgers and whatnot. I, I just don't know where anything's at with them. I'm not laying more than a field goal on the road. Um, that's really all I have to say about it. Yeah, I don't have much either. I don't have a play here. I, I, I couldn't even pick a side if I wanted to here. Um, Saints away from home, but home, I mean, Jameis, I mean, I, I don't know how he's going to play. Is he, is he going to be – Sean Payton's guy takes care of the ball, doesn't take as many shots. Is he going to be James Winston? Takes shots, probably throws picks. Who knows? Uh, no weapon, no weapons either. To throw. No, no real weapons. The Packers. Let's see how they come out. 
Like I would, I guess I would lean. I don't even know if I'd lean Packers. I think the Saints defense is still pretty good. So yeah. I, got no, I, I really don't have nothing here. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see the game. I just really don't have a, I don't have a, a side right here, or, or even the total. I, I got nothing. Yeah, I wonder um, I, how they use Kamara. Are they just finally going to make him a workhorse? Uh, I don't think that's good for him. I think the way they use him now is perfect. If they want, if they start to use him as a workhorse, which would be smart to an extent, because uh, you know these running backs' shelf life is, is uh, shelf life is very small. So you got to how old is he? Twenty seven now. So it's like these next few years are probably the best he's going to have in him. So maybe they just go, hey, screw it, let's get the most out of him. Uh, they paid him, so I mean he shouldn't have any problem with it. He did get paid, yeah. So maybe they use him as a workhorse and just run him into the ground. But I got nothing. Um, maybe a Kamara prop if anything. And last but not least, we have the Monday night game where Las Vegas is hosting with fans, which would be pretty cool. It's the first time with fans there, correct? Correct. Um, they, they're hosting Baltimore. They're catching four at home. Baltimore, same with the Rams, uh, actually. We should probably said that. The same with the Rams. So, so, so five. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's another thing. That's a good point. I don't know. LA fans, I'm not going to give them any credit. Based on what we've seen with the Vegas hockey team, I have more hope out of, out of that fan base. And Raider fans are just crazy in general. Um, should be a cool scene there. Uh, Ravens now have no running backs, so that stinks, besides the one under center. Um, they're laying four, with the total is 50. I'll let you start with this one. All right, so I, I took Baltimore uh, minus four and a half yesterday. That looked a lot there's better. A, when, there's a four now, so I'm going to give you four. All right. That looked a lot better when Gus Edwards had his ACL intact and Marcus Peters had his ACL intact. However, we're not backing down here. Over the past four seasons, the Ravens have outscored their week one opponents 164 to 19. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, they've allowed 10 points or fewer in each of those four games, won by an average of 36. I don't even know who they've been playing in those week one games, but that's great. I, I think they match up pretty well against the Raiders. Um, I also did today had the over in this game. So I am on the Baltimore and the over. Ooh, so yeah. over you can grab. I got 50 for you. Okay, let's take that. Um, I saw Marcus Peters go out and I took the over. I I don't know what's going on here. I'll probably wind up going 0-2, but I, I think I think the Raiders defense is still very bad. Even no running backs. I think Lamar is probably the best running back on the team anyway, so they'll still put up points. And on the flip side. Gruden and Carr have shown that they can put up points. They just can't really stop them. So let's see. No Marcus Peters. I think that's big in terms of the Raiders and the, and the passing game. So, you know, let's see what happens here. I, I think I'm hoping I, I go one for one in these. Just put a, a unit down for both of those. One unit each? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I have nothing on this. Um, I think Raiders are a live dog. At home, I think we saw them last year against the Saints in a, in a identical situation come out and win outright, if I'm not mistaken. Or was it yes, two years they did. Ago? Yes, I was, I was um, on my own. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Gruden offensively, he's going to have to scheme. He's had a wild scheme against Baltimore D. He should be able to move the ball. Um, however, on D, man, it's going to be brutal. Uh, however, I think the Raiders, their biggest flaw is their secondary. So maybe going against Lamar, it's not the worst thing in the world. Uh I mean, they're bad across the board. I don't know what I'm talking about, but they can't do anything well in D. No. So, um, so yeah, but no running backs anymore for the for Baltimore, which is – Bro, they got Tyson Williams, my guy. 
All right, Bill. They will, just signed Devontae um, Freeman. We got Le'Veon Bell coming back. Yeah, I'll, I'll believe when I see it. Uh, I think uh, I think if you take the combined 40 for Le'Veon Bell and Devontae Freeman right now, you can um, – I don't know where I was going with that, but it's going to be high. <laughs> I would agree. Maybe Over, 10 seconds. Oh, double, might be touching – yeah, as you say, double digits. Um, but, yeah, I'm staying away. Uh, if anything, I would lean uh, Raiders for sure here. However, you know, if Baltimore, if, if that system is as good as I think it is, and they can just put in anyone at running back and just run you to death, uh, they should be able to do that. And um, defense, you know, that they always coach that D up. So even though I, I'm interested to see Gruden versus D, uh, cars look good the last few years for sure. Uh, but leading Vegas, I'm having a hard time taking it, though. Don't love it. Any performances for that one? Any music concerts going on? Oh, dude, we need the Genesis halftime show back. Oh, that, no, but that was a COVID thing, wasn't it? It would be live this what, year. What, what, what? Oh, you want live? All right. I don't yeah, like you think dismissed that so quick. I thought that was, I mean, Pitbull was on there. Right. Well, I mean, it was like a music video. Um, yeah, it was in black and white, dude. Yeah, it was horrible. But <laughs> I would like to see it. Oh, you know what? L.A. too. I bet you we see some performances. L.A. prime time in Vegas prime time. I see what I see what Goodell's up to. Yeah, you just got maybe Celine Dion for Vegas, and then we got uh, in L.A. We got uh, I don't know. How long until we have like an EDM halftime performance? <laughs> like, like just a marshmallow, just sitting there with like a crowd dude, of people. He, he did. Uh, he did the Champions League final this year. It was so sick. Him and, did he? Uh, wow. Yeah, dude, it was unbelievable. They beat me to it. Dude, soccer. Um, I could see it being cool. Soccer kind of gets it. Better than Selena Gomez. My God. <laughs> Chris Daughtry. Um, 75-year-old Rolling Stones trying to just... Oh, the worst. Good yeah, should be should be a good weekend. Um, yeah. We'll tweet these out. We'll recap quick. Um, do you have yours written down? Or you want me to, I have them all written down if I'm going to shoot through them. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I have them written down, but... Okay. So for CMAC, we have a teaser coming out hot. Bucks minus one and a half, San Fran pick them, and Seattle plus four and a half. Then he's taking the over in the Pittsburgh game. He's taking the over with Jets, the over in Arizona, the under in Indy, Cleveland getting six, the under in the Rams game, Baltimore minus four, and then Baltimore over 50. Uh, I kind of went in and out there with the spreads and whatnot, but um, we'll tweet it all out. And then I have a teaser with Tampa Bay and the Rams. The over in Tampa Bay, Zeke under rushing yards, Gallup over receiving yards, um, Najee Harris over rushing yards, the under in that same game with Pittsburgh, Washington minus one, Minnesota minus three, San Fran teased with the Rams both to minus one and a half, Cleveland catching six, Cleveland over, Giants under 42, and the Rams under. Love it. Week one, baby. Let's go. Let's get off to a hot start. What do you say? Yeah, like I said, either either up big or down big. One or the other. Take turns. I gave you last season, give me this season. All right. And and if we have enough beers on Sunday, look out for a periscope. Look out, for, yeah, look out for a periscope, and I'll probably take a Michael <laughs> Thomas prop, even though he's out for the first six weeks. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone.
shark do 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 Grandpa shark do 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 Grandpa shark Let's go Safe at last, do 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 do. Safe at last, do 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 do. Safe.